Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Mike Adelic. I'm your host, Mike Brancatelli. Thanks for joining me. Hope you guys are doing well out there. Hope all you Mike Adelians are doing well out there in internet podcast land. <laughs> well, it's a rainy day here in, in New York, and uh, which is not bad. It's, it kind of sucks a little bit because it snowed. And then you get that rain that kind of washes away the snow, and then it gets that kind of mushy stuff. But I've learned to I've learned to kind of appreciate it in my older years. Uh, you know the the changes that that go on. Not so bad. I wouldn't mind it snowing again. It's always kind of nice out when it snows. Um, fun fact, actually, when it snows out. You know how sometimes when it snows, it's it's a, it's very like eerily quiet, like right after like a fresh snowfall. Well, apparently, I forgot where I read this, but I read it somewhere. Uh, the the reason for that is because the snowflakes, um, you know, it's kind of like the the principle of like a like a bulletproof vest or something. How how it's intertwined, so it's stronger. Like it's stronger because it's like so many little parts pieced together. The snowflakes are all these little flakes individually, and they each individually absorb the sound, much like in my podcasting studio I have these egg crates, and they absorb the sound. The snow does the same thing, so it absorbs all the sound, and that's why it's uh, quieter uh, outside. So there you go. Hey, you know, learn some facts right at the top of the show. Um. Yeah, so this uh this episode is with Ed Liu of Psychedelic Milk. Um usually me and Ed we do bonus shows and then I put them on for Patreon subscribers. But uh this one I'm putting out there for you guys so you can get a taste of what we talk about. Like we we pretty much do I pretty much do a second podcast almost every week. I started doing this maybe 2 months ago. So it's me and Ed Liu, uh, the host of Psychedelic Milk, and we get together and we just, you know, have a mind jam. We just chat about whatever's going on. We don't plan it. We just start talking and whatever happens, happens. We, we, and then we put it out. And it's like a, a second podcast, essentially. So this one I'm putting out there for you guys. If you like it, you can, um, go, you, you know, you can join Patreon for as little as, uh, well, actually, I used to say for as little as a dollar a month, but Patreon has some changes. Uh, that are going down, which I am not too happy about. I am not thrilled about what, at all, and I'll let you guys know exactly what that what that is. So Patreon, great service, right? Amazing, empowering creators, connecting people who who like things to fund the things that they like. You know, essentially funding a new media revolution, right? I mean, old media is dying, and new media is taking off. And how is that getting funded by people like you? You know, by people like you. <laughs> By, by viewers like you. Um, but yeah, so it's an amazing thing. But they, and they've been great. And Patreon has been absolutely great. But they did some, something really strange and very un-Patreon-like. They said- All right, well, I'm going to stop myself right there. Because as soon as I finished recording this intro, where I was ranting and raving, and screaming, and yelling, and kvetching about the new Patreon changes, I got a lovely little email from Patreon. And they said, 
we're sorry, we messed up, and we're not rolling out the fees change. Wow. Isn't that nice? So would you look at that? Look at what happens. The demand, the supply and the demand of the market wins, right? So basically, I don't know how many of you guys are aware, but Patreon last week decided to introduce some changes that were going to go into effect on December 18th. Essentially, what those changes were going to be were they were going to charge you guys a fee to use Patreon to support us. So if you wanted to donate $5 to me, it was really going to cost you like $5.65 or something like that. So I blew a gasket and lost my mind as long, uh, you know, because it's like, how dare you? How dare you, you know, charge my patrons and potential patrons extra money to give me money? What are you out of your mind? That's, first of all, that's like the, the dumbest business rule, like decision I've ever heard in my life. You never put it on the customers, you never put it on the people. So I'm not going to get into the whole thing like I did on the intro that I recorded that I am now replacing this with because they corrected their mistake. So you guys will not be charged any fee. We won. We made enough noise. I emailed and called them and you know was reaching out to them on Twitter. I was saying, hey, look, you guys said that you're trying to do this to because to, you want to empower creators. You're doing it for us. Well, you know, if you're really doing it for us, don't fucking charge my patrons extra money to contribute funds to me. What are you out of your mind? I'm trying to grow a little podcast here and attract people. I don't want to put them off by extra fees. So, you know, I was like, hey, I'll take on the fees. You know, I was like, why don't you, why, if you were really, if you really cared, Patreon, about the creators, you would have asked us first. You know, you would have said, hey, guys, would you, how about an option? Maybe instead of charging your patrons the fee, you guys can take the fee. What do you think about that? I guarantee you, most of us would say, yeah, we'll take on the fee. So anyway, so after all the noise that we made, and it happened very quickly. I mean, this just happened, I think it happened Thursday or Friday they rolled this out. I lost my mind, started screaming, yelling at Patreon, trying to assure, I wrote a couple posts on my Patreon about it, trying to assure you guys that everything's going to be fine. Don't worry, I'm going to take care of this. You're not going to have to pay an extra cent. Because you shouldn't. If you want to give a dollar to the podcast, you should be able to just give one dollar. And it should be easy. Just go on Patreon and just give a dollar. And that's it. And there should be no other um, hindrance in your way. There should be no middleman. There should be no fee. Nothing. If, if they, if they want to charge me for using their service because I'm the creator, then that's the way it should be. So Patreon heard our cries to, to change things and they, they listened. They sent this email out. They said they messed up. They said they're sorry. And they're not going to roll out the changes. Um, they said, we heard you loud and clear. We're not going to roll out the changes to our payment system we announced, we announced last week. We still have to fix some problems, but we realize uh, that our core belief is that you should own the relationships with your fans. It's your business, and they're your fans. Yes, exactly. That's right. So, so I'm, really I'm really glad that they, they listened and they made the changes. That's, that's really good to see. So I'm, uh, I'm, I just wanted to go in here now and replace this, me telling you this now with, um, you know, my, my earlier, uh, stuff. So the podcast might sound a little choppy because I'm cutting it off and I'm, and I'm putting this in and replacing it with the other one, uh, replacing it with this. Uh, and with that being said, man, I'm just like, it's one of those days where just so much is going on and my head's 
moving a million miles a minute. But anyway, Richard, you are the newest patron, $20 patron. Richard, thank you so fucking much. You are the man. I just got to say, big shout out to you, man. And, you know, I shout out a couple other people, too, who, who, are, who are doing it big. But the $20 patrons who come in, I mean, geez. I mean, that's, that's love right there. I, I appreciate that so much. That's, 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 you don't know how much that means to me. You are responsible for pushing us over the halfway mark. So our first goal is $200. We're almost going to meet that now. We're at 124 So it'd be really cool to get to $200 by New Year's. That'd be, I mean, that might be crazy, but maybe we could do it. I don't know. But um, anyway, whatever. It's not a big deal. We get there when we get there. But thank you so much to Richard. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you and your wife and your friends when you showed up to the uh, Horizon Psychedelic Conference. Um, love chatting with you. Really good dude. Um, you know, my kind of person. I mean, obviously, you listen to the show, so you, of course you're my kind of person. But yeah, real pleasure to meet you and, and to talk with you and chat with you there. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get to do it again. And um, love that you are a part of this community now and supporting me. And I'm going to do whatever I can to, you know, provide the best content for you and support you as much as possible. Check out your rewards coming soon. We're figuring all this stuff out. Thank you guys so much. So I might repeat myself a little bit uh, because I kind of forgot what I said. I think I shouted out a couple other people, but I apologize for that. I just wanted to correct the mistake of, of the Patreon thing. So now that's all corrected, back to your regularly scheduled program. Here is the Mike Adelic intro. We're going live to Mike Brangatelli on the street. Mike Bregatelli, are you there? Yeah, hi, Todd. Uh, outside here in downtown New York, where it is raining fungi from the sky. Uh, I believe this is a psilocybin fungi. Uh, so if you just open your mouth and consume some of that, you might see things a different way. Uh, you might have more compassion and love for your fellow man, more empathy, and some people even say you can see things from a perspective that is caring and compassionate back to you in the studio well thanks mike thanks thanks a lot back into the studio with todd and margaret here yeah let's check the memeology report memeology we're going to ed lou of psychedelic milk what's the latest memes today ed (laughs) all right hey maybe that might be a new segment on the show but we're having fun here love all you guys okay back to the intro sorry for the bumpy road but this is a good one so you guys are gonna like this one thank you so much Speaking of that, exciting news in the world of Mike Brancatelli. Well, <laughs> I, I, know, I, I wish I owned Bitcoin. As you guys know, the, the Bitcoin has bo- totally blown up. And I'll tell you, I was so close to owning Bitcoin. I could be uh, a thousandaire right now. I could, ha- I could have had hundreds of thousands of dollars. I know I don't, and I, I hate that I could have, should have, would have thing. But here's what happened. In 2013... I was trying to buy DMT on the Silk Road, and I signed up for, I got the Tor browser, I got the Silk Road going, I signed up for a Coinbase account, I was all ready to go, and this was, I think, in either October or November of 2013, right? 
I was all ready to go. I'm going to go on the Silk Road and I'm going to purchase some DMT because fuck, man, I've been hearing about this shit and I want to do it. I don't know where to get it, so I'm going to buy it myself. And this beautiful, amazing thing called free voluntary exchange between independent human beings. Oh, my God. Can you can you imagine what a wonderful concept, right? I mean, essentially, what, what are the, the state calls it? The black market. Oh, scary. The black market. No. The, the Silk Road was one of the most beautiful, amazing things all around. It was like Yelp. It was like eBay and Yelp for drugs, essentially. I mean, you could get anything you want. And people had ratings and reviews, so you could know, oh, okay, get from this person, get from that person. This person has better quality stuff. This person has a different kind of stuff. How does this stuff make you feel? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So I, I'm, I'm about to buy my Bitcoins. But I think the Bitcoin cost at that time was something like 300 It was either between 300 to $600. And I was like, all right, well, I don't understand. Like, do I buy one Bitcoin? Do I buy a fraction of a Bitcoin? So I was like doing my reading and research on this stuff before actually purchasing. So I spent like a couple days to read and research on this stuff. And then um, I was like, okay, I think I know what I need to know. I'm going to go and buy the Bitcoin now. And then I went and I logged on to the Silk Road on tour. FBI seized. Seized by the FBI. Shut down. Wow. Wow. Okay. What's going on here? Okay. Silk Road has been shut down and seized by the FBI. Big, huge, I think it was like a big, huge square like thing in the middle of the page. This page has been seized by the FBI. Da, 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 something, da, da, whatever. You know, I was like, is this for real? Like, I tried to reload it. I tried to go, I tried to find maybe another site that, or something. Maybe I wasn't on the right one. Nope. Sure enough, the news Ross Ulbricht, the creator of Silk Road, has been arrested and the Silk Road has been seized and shut down. And, you know, it, it was just, uh, first of all, absolutely heartbreaking. Um, you know, poor, that poor kid, you know, he just facilitated a website that allowed people to get things that they want. He just created a a pathway for that. And, and he was made an example of by the state, the state, uh, he is serving, I think, consecutive life sentences. I mean, this is, you know, when I talk about the power of the state and the evil of the state and why they're the, the biggest threat to humanity, it's because of stuff like this. It's because they say, do as we tell you, and if you don't, we're going to lock you in a cage like an animal, put you in solitary confinement like an animal, and treat you like less than an animal, and treat you like, like, like pure filth. That is pure hell. And his poor mother, I met his mother, Lynn Ulbricht, at Freedom uh, Fest one year, and um, it, it, you know the free Ross uh, stuff was going around. It was, it's just heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. But I, I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be able to buy DMT now. Um, so I guess I don't need to buy Bitcoins. You know, that was my thought process at the time. I had no idea that it was like something that I should invest in or whatever. I basically just thought, oh, okay, in order to buy drugs online, you need to buy Bitcoins because Bitcoins aren't, be, aren't able to be, tr- you know, they're not tra- traceable, trackable. They're not, you know, t- they're not like U.S. currency where you're going to use a credit card and someone's going to say, oh, you bought, you know, you bought opium from, you know, Silk Road. So I just didn't even really think anything of it, you know. I was like, oh, all right, well, whatever. I guess I, I can't get it now. Maybe I'll get it another time. 
And just some time went by, and then all of a sudden, my friend who's in finance was like, yeah, I'm telling you, you know, these cryptocurrencies, you know, Bitcoin, it's really going to take off, you know, you should get in there and invest in it. And by that time, I think Bitcoin had went up to like $1,000 or something, a coin. And I'm like, you know, I was doing comedy and walking dogs. I'm like, I don't really have $1,000 a coin. So I didn't invest in it. And now it's $19,000 that went $19,000. And not just that, but the cryptocurrency itself has taken off. And we're seeing the change of a new money paradigm. A new world is being birthed. This shit is happening, okay? This shit is fucking happening. Like, change of consciousness is going down, man. It is going down in a big, big way. I mean, if we are able to change the money racket, the money system, and get the, the, the centralized, federal, um, authoritarian, central bankers out of the, the picture, whew, man, it's a game changer. So, so I'm not waiting around anymore. I, I signed up. I got a Coinbase account. I bought some Litecoin yesterday. Uh, you know, I, maybe I bought it too high. I don't know. Whatever. I just wanted to get in. I didn't want to hesitate. I didn't want to wait anymore because it went up. It like doubled in price. You know, so I bought some Litecoin, and I'm interested in this other coin called Vertcoin, the People's Coin. Vertcoin is really cool. It's centralized. It's decentralized, totally decentralized. And in my opinion, it sticks to the ethos of what cryptocurrency should be. No centralized mining stations. Um, you can do some research on this stuff. I highly recommend doing research on cryptocurrency and the blockchain because this is revolutionary. This is revolutionary. This is going to change the world. Um, uh, you know, I, I have no doubt. The only way that it's not going to change the world is if the dominating centralized authoritarians get their hands on, uh, you know, start really clamping down and, you know, jailing, putting people in prison and jail and making laws and, you know, really going full on. 1984, uh, you know, dystopian society, Hunger Games type shit. Hopefully that's not going to happen. So that's some news that's going on with me. Uh, I, have, uh, I am a diverse cryptocurrency owner. So uh, do your research. Check it out. Litecoin and Vertcoin. Check out Vertcoin. Vertcoin is like, I think, about $9 a coin right now. And uh, a lot of people are saying it's poised to, to blow up. I really, I really recommend doing research on this stuff because they're not all, all coins aren't equal. You know, look at the, the creators of the coin, you know, what they stand for. I heard something about Ethereum, like their principles aren't really aligned with freedom and liberty and decentralization. So, so you know, you might not want to invest in Ethereum, you know, something else might be good for you. But Litecoin, the owner is, the creator is really good. And uh, I think his name is David Lee. I'm not sure um, what is, but it's really good. Check it out. And Vertcoin, check that out too. Of course, there's so many others. And it's a really exciting time. So check that stuff out. Anyway, we're going to get to this episode with me and Ed Lou. But before we do, big announcement. Mike Brancatelli of the Mikeadelic Podcast. <laughs> I will be going to Peru for three months to work at the Temple of the Way of Light, uh, and I'm doing a residency program there where essentially I, I will be working there and I will be, um, I will be helping, helping out with, with uh, the needs of the people at the temple who are coming there like I was a guest there. 
uh, and I'll also be participating in ayahuasca ceremonies myself. So it's like a work study kind of thing. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited for it. <laughs> I mean, I've been, this is something that I've been thinking about for a long time, ever since I came back from my ayahuasca uh, adventure. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. It's, it's interesting how um, it's, it's, my, my life has taken such a very interesting and strange path. It's really, really strange. And I'm going to do some episodes about this stuff. I'm going to talk about this because it's really, it's really weird. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, you guys listen to this podcast and you hear how I am now, but I am not anywhere close to the same person I was 15 years ago. Um, even 10 years ago. You know, I keep changing. I keep changing, and it, for the better, I hope. You know, it's, it's strange, though. It's really strange because I used to live in a certain kind of world, and now I, I live in a totally different world. And now I'm going to be uh, going to Peru and living in the Amazon rainforest uh, for three months. And um, that's a totally different world, you know, living in the Amazon rainforest with uh, indigenous Shipibo shamans uh, drinking ayahuasca and uh, trying to help other people on their path awaken and, and realize their potential and heal themselves. I mean, this is what it's all about for me, you know. This is, this is, why, I, I, this is why I love doing it. And, you know, I think to a certain degree... I find myself almost in a, in, a, in a period of atonement for my, for my past violations or my past, you know, bad behaviors, um, you know, uh, and I'll talk about this in, in, a, in an episode. I'll go into more detail about this stuff, but I just wanted to announce that. So what that means is for the show, the episodes won't be coming out once a week while I'm away. I'm going to have episodes but I'm going to have pre-recorded episodes that I'm going to release. And I'm leaving January 22nd. That is when I'm leaving. So I'm, stick, I'm going to be stick, sticking around for another month or so. And then I take off January 22nd. And I'll be there till the end of April. Long time, I know. Uh, but I want to make sure that you guys are getting episodes out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pre-record some episodes. I'm going to try and get some episodes recorded. And then I'm going to set them to release. Uh, you know, while I'm away, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to have like 12, you know, I think it's going to be, what is it like 12 weeks? If I get 12 episodes pre-recorded, then I'll have 12 released. If I don't, then I'll just have like, you know, maybe I'll do one episode every two weeks or something I'll set it up for. I don't know if I'm going to be able to release a podcast while I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to record and release a podcast while I'm there. I'm not really sure uh, if I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to bring my equipment and I'm gonna and I'm gonna try and do it, but we'll see. I don't know with the Wi-Fi, the upload speeds, whatever it is. So I'm gonna re- I'm gonna try and I'm, I'm gonna attempt to do that. So maybe I will do something like if I'm able to do that, then each month that I'm there. So we're you know if we get we go back to the town. I'll be in the Amazon, and then you go you go back to the town. The town is like three hours away by boat, and then you get to just hang out and chill in the town, and then you go back for the you know second month, and then you go back. So each month you get to go to town or whatever. So maybe each month that I go to town, I will record a podcast and give you guys an update on what's going on and you know uh, all that kind of stuff. 
So maybe you'll you'll have a combination. What you'll have is a combination of pre-recorded episodes that I'm going to release, and then you'll have episodes when I'm there, uh, giving you an update of what's going on. All right. Well, so that's the big announcement. I'm I'm fucking I'm excited. I'm nervous. You know, I, I'm, I, I've, been, I've been deliberating this and thinking about this for a whole year. You know, I've been thinking, you know, what, what, what should I do? What's the right move for me? What decision should I make, you know, in my life? Who am I? And, 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 and you know, is this, a, is this a delusion? Is this like, a, you know, is this, is this some kind of hope or dream or, or, or something that's maybe out of reach? Should I, you know, come back to reality? You know, should I be grounded? You know, should I, should, should I do something else? But the more and more I, I thought about it and the more and more I tried to align myself with making the right decision, you know, by meditating and breathing and f- creating space between my thoughts and my feelings and just, you know, really just, you know, kind of pondering and meditating on this, the more and more I've done that, I realized that I need to you know, this podcast is great and I love doing this podcast and I, and I hope that it would be my main source of income. It's not though. So I have to do other things that I don't necessarily feel aligned to do. Things that my, you know, that I went to school for and that like I started my first jobs doing marketing and sales and, and advertising. And I'm just not really too in love with that kind of stuff. And I don't really feel like it's in, in alignment with what I want to do. I want to, I want to, do something where I'm working to kind of to help people and to serve people in some capacity. You know, I feel that I I kind of need to do that. I feel that you know I've I'm I I feel that that's something that um that gives me joy and that can help other people. And if I can do that, then that's that just that's all I want to do. And and mainly because I've fucked up so much in my life and I've made so many mistakes, and I want to share those. Uh, I want to share the the learning experience with other people so that they don't have to go down the path that I went down. Um, and so, you know, I'm hoping to go to Peru and I'm hoping to study and learn and heal and help other people and work with ayahuasca and, you know, live in this pristine, gorgeous jungle environment and, you know, try and connect with other people down there and see what opportunities present themselves, you know, and see what kind of situations arise and and who knows what I might be able to get into um but that's what I'm hoping to do and it it's really kind of leaving behind this notion that I'll ever you know this 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 idea that I'm going to ever plug back into the kind of you know New York City corporate 9 to 5 sort of world you know I've been I've been slowly leaving that world for a long time and I really don't want to be a part of that world anymore it just doesn't speak to me anymore it doesn't it never really spoke to me. I mean, the only reason why I did it was to have money, um, you know, because I abandoned my kind of creative impulses when I was younger. And and look, I want to talk about this stuff in a full episode. I'm going to give you guys some full episodes of some personal story details of my life and my decision to go to Peru again and, and to do this three-month residency. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into full detail about all this stuff. And so, um, I just want to give a, a shout out before I go, Mason. Thank you, Mason. Mason, twenty dollar ple- uh, patron. What? Like that blows my mind. Like I just, I, I love you, dude. You're the man. Thank you so much. It's because of people like you that I, I continue to do what I do. And you messaged me, 
And, you know, for the $20 patrons out there, Bart, Mason, I, I, I might be leaving somebody else out, but you guys, you get a, we, we, we can do a Skype session, individual or group, private Skype session. We can talk about anything and uh, unfiltered, whatever you want to talk about, you know? Um, and uh, so that comes with the package. Also, t-shirts. I'm trying to figure out a good company to order t-shirts from. Uh, so far, I haven't really figured out the right one, but I want to get you guys t-shirts. I owe you guys t-shirts, and I'm going to get you guys t-shirts. Um, and then there's other people who are Patreon, Patreon uh, subscribers. You guys have rewards. Go look at the rewards that I put in there for you and message me because uh, you know I, I, I will plug your work. Jay Ferrigno uh, did that. Thanks, Jay, Jay Ferrigno. He messaged me. He knows that he gets his reward. I plug your work. If you are a $5 member of Patreon, I plug your work or I'll give you a shout out. You let me know what you want me to plug and what, what you want me to represent. This is a community. I want you guys to feel a part of this community. We're all in this shit together. I, I want you guys to feel empowered as creators as well. And, uh, and so thank you. Jay Ferrigno is making some, some good tunes. So go check him out. I put the, the links to his music in the last episode show notes in Dr. Richard Lewis Miller. Um, you can find him on Spotify and on SoundCloud and everything. So Mason, um, and, and I, I might be an idiot and I think I am, but Rhiannon, I, I think that's how you say your name. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, we spoke, we chatted on Facebook, uh, and I'm sorry. I, 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 every time I talk to people now, I have to apologize because I, I learned this from, uh, Lewis Howes, who's another podcaster, who's very uh, inspirational dude. and he, I commented on, on something. I said to him, dude, you're killing it. I, I love your new book, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, hey, man, that's great. Would you mind leaving me an iTunes rating and review? So I learned that from him. So shout out to Lewis Howes for, for teaching me how to be a professional, business-oriented uh, podcaster because uh, he's right. You know, if, if you're going to say nice things to me, then maybe we, should say, maybe we should show everyone else so that we can spread this message and we can get more people involved and in this podcast and, and this community. So I always like, you know, sorry when I was talking to Rian and I was like, oh, oh yeah, hey, thanks for messaging me. And I, I love, you know, that you have all these nice things to say. Hey, would you mind leaving an iTunes rating and review? That'd be really great. And she's like, oh, I, I already did. And, you know, and, and then I realized, oh yeah, I forgot. I gave her a shout out on my last podcast because she's a patron. She's a new patron. She's a Patreon uh, supporter. So thank you to you. And correct me if I'm wrong with the pronunciation of your name, because I don't want to pronounce anyone's name wrong. Rhiannon, um, thank you so much for your support. Um, I appreciate you very much, and I enjoyed chatting with you. Please message me, Facebook, Instagram, follow me, at uh, Mike Brank, pretty much everywhere. I also have an Instagram page that I'm trying to build up, Mikeadelic underscore podcast. It's where I'm putting all my podcast-related stuff. No more is it going to be on my personal page. So it's Mikeadelic underscore podcast, and I'm starting to use, uh, starting to put some 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 good content out there, some quotes, some you know, kind of inspiring quotes, some quotes that really kind of make you think, not like these, you know, uh, airy fairy whatever, like hey, you can do it, but you know, kind of some stuff that really speak to me from books I've read and and from from great thinkers and people that I admire, and also from guests of this show. All right, well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, to everybody, to to the new patrons, um, fuck Patreon, 
for that new change they implemented, but hopefully we're going to be able to work with them. So hang on, guys, and we'll figure this out together. I got your back. We're not going to, I'm not going to let them screw you. I'm going to take on that new fee. Hopefully they're going to be able to do it. So we're going to get that sorted out. Thank you to everybody who's left iTunes ratings and reviews. Thank you so much. So if you, if you want to go and do that, you can do that. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It helps the show grow, helps get a bit, you know, bigger name guests, and it helps show people that we have a a message that's worthy of being heard here. Um, So thank you to that as well. Also, if you guys have any questions, any subjects or topics that you want me to talk about, message me, let me know. I'd be more than happy uh, to answer your questions. You know, my last podcast that I did, part of the problem with, with Dave Smith, we started off on SoundCloud and we had a pretty good community on SoundCloud where people were able to ask questions. Um, so I don't know if it's worthy or not to go back onto SoundCloud for that f- sound, <laughs> SoundCloud. SoundCloud. I don't know if it's worthy to go back on SoundCloud for that feature, but let me know. It might be worthy or not. Okay. Enough, 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 enough. I love you all very much. If you like the show, just tell people, share it, spread it, blah, 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 whatever. You're the best. You guys rule. Here's me and Ed Lou talking about just all kinds of shit. I love talking with Ed Lou. Psychedelic Milk, Mikeadelic. Enjoy. Love you all. Peace. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Information is power. But we have to seize seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. All right, great. So now that we're we're here, we're in business. What do you want to talk about? Sex, drugs, rock and roll. What are the kids talking about these days? The kids are talking about <laughs> net neutrality, Mike Brancatelli. That's what the kids are talking about. Oh yeah, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe <laughs> maybe Comcast is throttling, getting in there and they're getting their beaks all wet and they're throttling. They're like, yeah, throttle that internet. So why are the kids all upset about net neutrality? I, I thought it was a actually a good thing that they're going to repeal it because net neutrality in, its, in and of itself is a bad thing so if they're going to repeal it doesn't mean that mean that it's going to it's going to be good yeah i did a whole two-hour podcast on this uh because nobody seems to know everyone's confused L- literally no one knows there's every day there's different kinds of opinions and articles and facts that someone dug up from god knows where and it's just like no one really knows exactly what's going on net neutrality is government newspeak as far as i'm concerned i mean whenever we hear like uh, an issue that's that's being brought to the table whenever you see that like the majority of people are on board with one side you know that there's something up 
there's something up with this. There's something strange. It's very rare is there is that is it's like too good to be true, you know? And just the sound of it, net neutrality. It's like, well, how could you be against net neutrality? Do you, do you not want neutral internet? That means you're evil. But it's there's so many layers to this this issue. And uh, I've actually been I know, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I know a lot about this because I've been researching it since 2014. People people don't realize this. Net neutrality was uh, a bill that was passed in in 2015 by FCC uh, chairman Tom Wheeler at the time. And, uh, you know, it net neutrality laws didn't exist before that. So we 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 were fine before net neutrality. So this whole thing about net neutrality, about internet freedom and all this stuff, it's really just a, a Trojan horse to, you know, to get to get more like a, a power grab for, for the uh, content providers. Because the content provi- the, the internet service providers, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, they're already in bed with the government. They already have a crony, scratch my back, I'll scratch yours relationship with the government, which is bad. We don't want that, right? So yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want internet service providers to have that relationship. That's what we should really be fighting about. But instead, we're, we're f- the the content providers are twisting and using net neutrality and hijacking the terms of freedom in order to rally people to fight for their cause, all in an effort so they can get in bed with government, so that they can get better deals, so that they can create monopolies like the ISPs, and also so that they don't have to pay ISPs for using more bandwidth isps are internet service providers so for example netflix uses a ton of bandwidth so you know verizon or someone who verizon fios or comcast or someone you know they're like hey netflix you guys are using a lot of bandwidth maybe you should pay us more money and netflix is like oh no 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 net neutrality net neutrality all content is equal we don't pay So that's now, and then they're using that to get all like the kids, you know, riled up to fight for net neutrality. In reality, it's just to fight so that the the content providers don't have to pay the ISPs. It's pretty, it's pretty complex. All the stuff that I just said might be very confusing too. Um, But basically at the end of the day, I don't want, I don't want government. I don't want corporations. I don't want monopolies. I don't want people meddling with the internet. I want the internet to be decentralized, free and open and that means less government control less monopolies and uh and yeah so that's 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 and if you guys want to know more about this you go listen to my net neutrality podcast it's like two hours long and i go into detail about all sides because it's because it's really complex it's really complex it's not straightforward because people are getting tricked you know what i mean it's because it's easy to say oh net neutrality i'm for that you know because it's like oh we don't want corporations throttling the internet it's like well, why would they? Th- why would fucking Verizon give a shit what you do on the internet? You know what I mean? And it's like, then you you see the this this meme going around where they're saying, "Well, look at Portugal. Look at what they did in Portugal." And it's like, they that's not that's that's nothing. That's like that, that's being taken out of context. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's this thing where people are saying, "Oh, they're gonna charge you if you if you want to use YouTube. You're gonna have to pay ten dollars a month for YouTube." But it's like, no, that's not what's gonna happen. If that if that was if that was what was going to happen, how come that didn't happen before? I've been I've been I, I remember I took a class in college where we where we researched this, and um, the incentive structure is all wrong. The incentive structure is for the internet service providers to charge the content providers more money because at the end of the day, 
you don't want to get your you don't want to get your customers upset, you know, but you can get your customers upset if you have a monopoly, which they do because they give the Congress and the, they give the government billions of dollars. So that's the real fight that we have to that we have to fight is not this whole net neutrality thing is a charade. So it's kind of like putting the market back into its place is putting free market back into the internet providers. And I don't see anything wrong with that because the last thing I want is government regulation for the internet. So the kids nowadays on Reddit, on Instagram, they're all saying we got to stop this repealing of the internet neutrality. We got to stop the FCC and they're all being hoodwinked. But how can that be? How can so much people be delusional, especially this generation when we're supposed to be the woke ones, right? Like people are dumb friends, right? <laughs> people are stupid. <laughs> they, they're just, it's just, that's the simple answer. Nobody thinks, nobody researches, nobody goes the extra mile to do any effort. And the other thing is people, they just, they, you take the word, you, you're cheer. Are you, are you telling me that there's people out there that are cheering for the FCC, the FCC, the FCC has ruined radio. That's why we're doing podcasts because the FCC ruins radio. You can't say the things that we say on our podcasts on the radio. Why? Because of the FCC. The FCC has ruined television. Television sucks. I haven't owned a, te- I haven't had cable television in like six years. Terrible. Sucks. It's because the FCC. The FCC just ruins shit. But you so, know what? They, they framed it in a way where they have to stop the FCC from repealing, which means that they want to keep the FCC in play, right? I mean, that's ultimately what stopping the FCC from repealing something in the FCC means. It means that you want to keep the FCC in power when it comes right. to that aspect. But people look at it and, and they view it as stop the FCC. The FCC, net neutrality, it sounds horrible. It sounds like the end of the world for the internet and yeah. freedom. And people read that shit and they buy into the, the, the madness, man, the hysteria. And they're like, no, it's the end of the world. We're going to stop it. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're fucking well, like, these are my friends, man. Like, these are the people yeah. I follow on Instagram. And I don't even want to fight with them because while I'm sitting here, talking to intelligent people every fucking day on a podcast and i'm trying to educate people out there through different ways of how to awaken yourself how to empower yourself how to really look into things as eddie eddie bravo would put it mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the same time i see people still falling for these traps man it's like fuck am i not doing a good enough job are people really that stupid or what's happening like I'm so disappointed because I thought we we're better than this. Like marijuana is fucking legal now. Uh, gay marriage is legal now. There's so much good things happening, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, you still have people being manipulated in, right in front of their eyes, man. Like if this shit happened in the 1960s or 100 years ago, I would not be surprised, right? Because the flow of information isn't as good. And people were kind of stupider back then, I guess. Um, and we didn't have enough information to arm ourselves, to defend ourselves from manipulation. We have books now, like 1984, that talks about all this kind of stuff. So we're educated to defend ourselves from these tactics. But no, these, these things are still happening today. People are as stupid today as ever before, maybe even more stupid. And 
we're still buying into these traps that people want you to step on. And these are my friends. These are my people. And I hang out with these people. So it's like, I'm, I'm so disappointed. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking, am I the stupid one? Am I the crazy one? Because am I the one that's not looking into this issue enough or understand it enough? Like, but I, I, I think I understand it pretty good. You know, I, I have a pretty good meter on, on this issue. Well, yeah. I mean, look, it's at the end of the day, right? Who do you fear more? Do you fear corporations who we all enter voluntary relationships with, right? Like, I, I have a voluntary relationship with AT&T and with, uh, you know, Optimum or whatever, Comcast or whatever. I, I chose that, that as my provider. Like, I can go to another one if I want. I don't have a voluntary relationship with the federal government of the United States of America. They're like, we own your ass, bitch. Like, we can, if, if, you, if we don't want you to see something or, or whatever, we can censor you. We can, they could just send police to my house and just arrest me and just, I don't know, make some, throw, throw cocaine on the floor and be like, he was a drug dealer. You know what I mean? They have the power to do that shit. Yeah. And, they've, and they've been proven to do that stuff time and time again. So that's really the question that you have to ask, and that's the question that most people don't really ask because we've been indoctrinated into believing that the, our government are, are here to serve and to protect us, and which maybe there are people in the government that, sh that want to do that, but the way that the function, functioning works is they don't wind up serving and protecting us. They wind up serving and protecting the corporations because the corporations have more money than we have. So it's all about money and it's all about power. So really what people need to be waking up to is that there is a, there is a, a connection between big money and big power. And that's really where the problem lies. You know what I mean? Corporations suck, but they only suck because they use the power of the government to, to get away with doing whatever they want. I mean, you could look into this. The internet service providers, they're in bed with the government. You know what I mean? They're lobbying, they're whining and dining them. They have a they have a relationship in order to prevent, you know, section out regions of areas where they can have a monopoly so that limits competition. So other there can't be like other like Google Fiber, for instance. Like they had this big thing where Google Fiber couldn't really take off because of the domination of Verizon and all the other ISPs. They just have the government uh backed monopoly on their side. But if we eliminate that that force of the government from the equation, then these companies, they just have to, they have to compete on their own. You know, it's like, like when the banks failed, the banks failed. Okay. The banks failed. They fucked up. They did some fucked up shit. Oh, now what's going to happen? Taxpayer money from the government. We're going to bail out the banks. What are you kidding me? So the relationship between government and corporations, which is called cronyism, that's the biggest problem. And when people say they hate capitalism, that's what they mean. You hit, they hate the connection between corporations and government. So, but most people don't know this. They just don't know this because they're not taught this because it's in the interest of the power structure not to have people know this stuff. And it's in the interest of me to have people awake to know this stuff, you know? Well, I think it, what fascinates me is that people actually don't look into things. People just read the fucking headline and go with it. And just because it sounds like if you stop the FCC from repealing net neutrality, it sounds good because yeah. net neutrality is a great thing, supposedly. And the name itself is a great thing. 
yeah. you look into it's, what uh, it is, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's you, brought up, you brought up, uh, you brought up 1984. So that in 1984, they have something called Newspeak, where it's like, you know, freedom is slavery. You know, the ministry of, we're the ministry of truth, and all they do is lie, you know, that sort of stuff. So we really are, we're living in a time like that. We're living in, in black magic sorcery, where people are, you know, powering, like, words and language and sigils to, like, mean things that are really demonic and really, like, tricking people. That's really what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I want to learn those magic tricks, though. You know what I mean? Because those are a high-level magic, mm-hmm. and I would love a piece of that pie, man. I would love for Psychedelic Milk or Mycadelic Podcast to have a fraction of that power because imagine the things that we could do with that power to seduce other people, to have money, to have all those nice toys. and Yeah, I just want to have like ski, like jet skis, mansions and shit, and like a bunch of slave women. <laughs> Big like no, I want all the that, girl, all the I women mean, like, I follow on Instagram to just be that like they're just at my mansion all the time. Playboy huh. mansion. Yeah, Mike I want to be the next mansion. Mike Adelic, the next Hugh Hefner. That's why I'm in this <laughs> this game, motherfucker. But you know what, man? I heard a Joseph Campbell clip yesterday, and ah, he was talking about yeah, he was talking about if you examine the tallest buildings of the times. So mm-hmm. before it one, was yeah. cathedrals. And then it was government buildings, but now there are offices and corporations. Right. So those are kind of what we value most in our society today. Oh, yeah. And what do you feel like it's going to be in the future? I mean, at this time and age, we value those things most. Money, material objects, and through acquiring those things, we have to go through corporations and offices and those things. But in the future, let's say in the next 200 years or 500 years, what do you think will be the thing that we value most in our future? If you could guess. Oh, man. I don't know. It's just a thought experiment. Yeah, I know. I just, I I don't know. I want to, like, the hopeful side of me says that, like, well, you know, it'll be like families and friends and relationships and you know the the non more of a relationship with the non-material world and the transcendental but the cynical side of me that just looks at humanity when they're stampeding over each other on black friday and stuff and cheering for the fcc and all this shit is just like we're dumb and like we're just gonna you know we've we elected like we elected trump and like you know like that yeah (laughs) i'm but what i'm saying is that it's like he's a reality tv star guy so the reality TV star guy is who we worship. Like that's like a ref- the politics in our country is a reflection of what our culture values. So the cynical side of me says that like, ah, shit, man. Like, you know, we're going to live in, in like a court, you know, in like everything is going to like idiocracy. You know, is Idi- that a like, good thing, though? Like, I mean, no? at least you have the well, at least you have the freedom to elect the reality TV star. Whereas in other countries, we don't. We have, you know, Putin's running again for president. Oh, guess who's going to win? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, at least you have the choice to fuck up if you want to, you know? I mean, yeah, like like, you might not not want Trump in office. I mean, that's your opinion. But at least you have the power to do something about it. And Trump winning the presidency gave me a lot of hope man i mean when he became president on november what 7th last year yeah yeah 
I believe everything is possible. I'm like, oh my god, like there is hope in the world because everything well, is possible. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really get a sense of hope. I just got a sense of like, well, looks like people are ready to roll the fucking dice because it was either you know what Hillary like. I mean, come on, like Trump between Trump and Hillary, and even like even if he threw Sanders in there, it's just like. These are all a bunch of same. There's the same person. Like I wrote an article before the election saying, it, no matter if Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump gets elected, we're still going to have the same policies. We're still going to have the same foreign policy. We're going to still have the same federal um, banking system. You know, things are all for the most part still going to be the same. You know, so I mean, it's just it's it's really, I don't know. I I guess like there's a cynical side of me that just doesn't have a lot of hope for Americans and American culture because we value, you know, Instagram models and we value, you know, like reality TV show I, people. I value Instagram models, man. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I got to dude, I got to I got to go through my Instagram and like unfollow. I I really just I follow way too many Instagram models. It's ridiculous. I you I know I what just, meant? <laughs> The other it's, day, ri- it's ridiculous. I can't do and, it. And I, I'm sorry to go off on a no. Please go, here, go but, off, go. Um, the other day I posted a vegan meme, and oh, I wanted so to talk to you about this. Man. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about this. Continue. Yeah, explain, explain the whole oh, thing, please. Man, it's, start, it's start awesome, from man. the beginning. Go, go. So basically, um, let me pull up my Instagram real quick. Yeah. And basically, I posted a meme. The first meme said, researchers have found that plants know they're being eaten. Mm-hmm. And it's a tweet from Let's Experiment. And underneath that, Joe Rogan post, vegans got to eat air now. And I'm not <laughs> sure if Joe Rogan really said that or somebody, you know, photoshopped it in. Either way, it's something that Joe Rogan would say. And it's yeah. funny as hell, you know. It's like, okay, well, plants know they're being eaten. I can believe that because if you ever had ayahuasca or psychedelics, you know how sentient plant life are. Oh, yeah. And you know they have intelligence. You know they are thinking. As a matter of fact, plants rule this planet. Yes, Underwater, above water, we are ruled by plants. And this planet is literally the plant's planet. I mean, it's called a planet, for God's sakes. So <laughs> for any humans who think that plants are stupid, they're not alive, and vegans think that it's okay to eat plants because, well, they don't have eyes or ears. And little Johnny the pig over there is really, you know, a sentient, intelligent animal. So we shouldn't eat them. I mean, that's a, that's a reality that you can live off of. I understand that. I, I totally get what you're trying to do because, yeah, like you don't want to eat little Johnny the pig because Johnny the pig is so cute and adorable and intelligent in every single way. And you don't want to cause suffering to those animals. So you choose the lesser route of suffering, which are plants. But let me tell you, if you're predicated your argument on suffering of animals or life form, that's not the argument you should have. Because plants are just as intelligent, if not more intelligent, than human beings or pigs or whatever fucking porcupine that you don't want to kill. So... You know, a lot of vegans saw my meme and they got offensive. They're like, I can't believe you take psychedelics and think that you can eat animals and all this other stuff and cause suffering in the world. And I'm like, well, first of all, don't fucking lay down on me. Like, 
just because you take psychedelics doesn't mean anything. I mean, the CIA has taken psychedelics for many, many years, and look what they're doing. So, like, don't say just because you take psychedelics, I expect more out of you, because that's also the mindset I had before, and I was wronged, and I recognized that. And then I posted something, said plants have feelings too, bro. <laughs> and it says a new research on plants show that they don't like it when they're being eaten. As a matter of fact, there's new studies that prove that plants can sense when they're being eaten and mm-hmm. they send out defense mechanisms to stop that from happening. And, you know, vegans jumped on my case. They're like, wow, I can't believe you're doing this. Um, and of course, my meme was a trollish thing to do. I posted Green Lives Matter, hashtag stop killing plants, and I said <laughs> breathitarian is a new woke. And a lot of people noted noticed that, yeah, this is a fun meme. It's a troll meme. Like It was meant to have fun. And they said, well, this is finally a diet I can get behind because it's free. It's fun. and But there are other people that are saying, especially this one cat, that's an Asian cat, and I don't I don't want to name his name, but his his uh, Instagram pseudonym I guess is Vegan Non Duality. That's mm-hmm. not his Instagram name, but under his name it says Vegan Non Duality, which means you can't have any other way but veganism. Which to me is a fucking form of Hitler ideology. Yeah, absolutely. I can't get behind. Like, what are you fucking saying, dude? Like, you can't let other people eat meat. As a matter of fact, we actually evolved on meat. Our throwing hand is predicated on hunting animals from throwing rocks and spears. Yep. So we evolved from eating meat. There has been many, many scientific studies and evidence that points to that direction. So yeah. For vegans to get and listen, I have nothing against vegans, right? Like no. I have zero, nothing, no hatred. As a matter of fact, I respect them a lot because it's something that's really hard. It's something that I can't do for sure because I love eating meat. Um, so I have a lot of respect for that. And you can do whatever you want to your own bodies. I don't care, you know. But you can't tell other people what they can't do. And their argument is, well, I can tell you what to not do because you're hurting other animals. You're killing sentient life forms. You're actually causing suffering in the world. And you're causing global climate change because of all the cows you're eating. I'm like, at that point, I had to zoom out a little bit. (laughs) Zoom out from the world of Instagram. Zoom out from the world of anger and reactionary actions i guess and really look at this from the outside perspective because i don't want to be trolled you know what i mean i'm 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 the one trolling people and now they're coming back at me with all these counter arguments and i almost got trolled i almost got lured in into those sand pits of instagram arguments yeah but i didn't and it's all good but i just find it funny that people that are supposed to be love and light and woke can be so authoritarian and totalitarian in this yeah, way. Yeah. Especially when it comes to diet. You know, you get worked up about politics and government and military and those things. And there is a legit excuse for that, you know, because people are actually being killed or, you know, there's a lot of welfare that's at play when it comes to those topics. But when it comes to diet... 
like leave me the fuck alone. Get off my lawn, man. Yeah, but I even <laughs> you know? even with yeah, even with that stuff, I'm not an absolutist. Like I right. always try uh this guy Adam Grant, I read a book he wrote recently called Originals. He 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 tweeted something out recently that said, Argue like argue like you're right, but listen like you're wrong or something like that. It was like it was like, you know, like keep an open mind, like like hold your position and like argue what your position is, but also listen and just be like, yeah, I might be wrong. Let me see what the other person has to say. I I genuinely try and do that. I I don't know if a lot of people try and do that. I mean, I would assume that a lot of people don't. I don't know. Just you know, but but I love that meme when you posted that. I thought it was hilarious. I was like, god damn, Ed Lou is a memeologist. He's straight he's 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 professional yeah, he's a professional me-median, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, it's just great. I love it because, like, memes memes in general are just, like, I just, I'm fascinated by them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see They're a lot awesome. of great, I see a lot of great memes being posted a lot, and um, I just love what they communicate because it's, like, they're funny, but they're not like really like guttural, gut busting, laughing funny that you would laugh in like a comedy club. But it's funny, like, oh yeah, me too. Like, oh yeah, that that they whatever that they they captured that feeling and they nailed it. Whatever they were going for, and it's like you know, it really it's like the I don't know, it's the 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 thing of our time. I was trying to think of a word, I couldn't think of a word. Like it's the it's the it's the communication device of our time. I think is memeing and um uh. Humor is so needed right now. I mean, I mean, humor is always needed. A sense of levity is always needed. You know, I mean, we we can't take ourselves so seriously. I mean, we really can't. It's just and and so people who get angry about these kinds of things, they they really need to inject some more humor into their lives. You know, because humor transcends everything. Humor humor is transcendent. Like. If you can, if you can learn to laugh about your beliefs, if you can learn to laugh about yourself and your life, I mean, a lot of the times I think that we're living in like a cosmic joke. You know, it's just like it's hilarious. Everything about life is is, is absurd. You know, I, I mean, this is this is my view, but I think more. You know, if you can learn to laugh at yourself, your beliefs, and and not cling so, you know, not cling on to these things with so much absolutism, but to give you know, let some space in. You know, as as Thich Nhat Hanh would say, you know, we have to have space. We need space in order to have, you know, uh, uh, peace. And so, yeah, I was surprised. I saw a guy who I was going to have him on my podcast. I decided not to have him on my podcast and unfollow him uh, because I saw him comment on your post. And I was like, really? dude. Kind of a vegan yeah. Post? yeah, yeah. Which He's, one is the first one or the second one? Uh, I forget which one. But, you know, fairly big Instagram account. and. Really? uh yeah, like how do I not know this? <laughs> what? How do I not know a fairly fairly big Instagram account commented on my post? Yeah, he com- I mean, you know, fairly fairly big, like thirty thousand followers or something really? like that. Yeah, and um, I think he you, said so- you were going to have him on your show. Yeah, I, I I had I actually had him on my show over the summer, and I didn't really like the way the podcast turned out. It, he wasn't really being it. It just it didn't. It wasn't really engaging. So I decided to kind of like Super put it on intrigued. hold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, his, his Instagram account is, is called Psychedelics Change Lives. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And he's a nice guy. I chatted with him. He's a nice guy and everything. What does but he do? I think he's like a shaman, dude. Like he's really? like, he's like, yeah, he like, 
he I always see him posting on his well, I mean, you know, he's like a, I guess, you know, he self-proclaimed shaman. I'm not sure, but but he posts on Instagram all the time about like he's, you know, he'll show you like his in his story like his garden and oh, ayahuasca trees and, you know, San Pedro cactuses and stuff. And um you know, he sent me a hat, a DMT oh, hat. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool of him. He was a nice guy. Like I, you know, but like, you know, look, this is in my podcast. I need to make sure that the episodes are going to be good. And it's not like a personal knock on him. It was just that I, I didn't feel like we had a good connection. You know, it wasn't really like that great. Like I listened to it. I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll put it on hold, whatever. And he messaged me like, yo, what's up with that podcast? When's it going to come out? So I'm like, oh, you know, I, I might release it as a bonus episode. We'll see. And, and he's like, yeah, I'd like to do another one sometime. But anyway, when I saw him comment on your post, he said something like, fuck this guy, Joe Rogan. He's a fucking clown. You know, something like that. Like, he you know, and he was Alex. He said he's the Alex Jones of psychedelics. Yeah. And yeah. And then he made a post on his own Instagram account that said, you know, Alex, he's Alex Jones of psychedelics, Joe Rogan. He's like, fuck this guy, Joe Rogan. He goes, Joe Rogan works for the government. He's like trying to he's trying to tell people to take psychedelics. He doesn't know shit. He's a fucking clown. He gets paid by the government. Like he te- he's telling people to eat meat. But the FDA like said it's it's not good to eat meat like it causes cancer like all the these FDA. fucking people <laughs> yeah 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 I'm like I'm like wait a second so you're saying Joe Rogan works for the government and you're saying that the government's bad so you don't trust the government but now you're gonna trust the FDA which is the government so you know I didn't I just I I detected a lot of like anger and negativity in his post thing. yeah yeah and it's like I I just can't get down with that like militant veganism shit you know what i mean because it's like look like you know life life like you said everything is alive and and i think you have more of an awareness of that definitely when you drink ayahuasca because you're drinking and something that's alive you're drinking a plant that's alive that has a consciousness that communicates to you so everything's alive everything all life is suffering to a certain degree and look man you know life eats life you know plants eat other plants, insects eat plants, animals eat insects, animals eat animals, humans eat animals, humans eat insects. Sometimes animals eat humans. You know what I mean? It's just the it's just how life is. That's what that's just for whatever reason, that's just the way it is. And you know, I do I I do respect people who choose to go vegan cuz I think if you're privileged, if you're privileged enough to have the opportunity to be a vegan, yeah, well, yeah, privilege. vegan privilege for sure. Go, go to some starving village in Sierra Leone or like, or like you know, Namibia or like somewhere yeah, like man, that. You're not gonna see the Thai people going vegan because they don't have enough money to do that. Right? <laughs> yeah, they have to. They use all of the uh, pig. They use everything. They even use the blood of the pig to make a soup because it's it's it's. They're trying not to waste. I go by. I go by the. The, the the kind of the native indigenous type people. You know, it's like, look, let's be respectful. Let's not be unconscious about it. Sure, I hate factory farming. Yes, I hate like big agriculture. I hate that shit. Monsanto, all that kind of stuff. I hate it, you know? But, but you know what I heard though from that? I heard that nowadays the farms and quote unquote factory farms are actually pretty humane. And there's a lot of spaces where the animals can roam and the reality is that a lot of those films that are on Netflix, whether 
you're anti-meat or whatever, they're kind of propaganda for factory farming, not for factory farming, but for anti-meat establishments. That's what I heard. I'm not sure. You got to look well, into it. I, I always sure. think That's like, what well, what, what what's the incentive? Like, what do they have to gain from that? You know what I mean? Like, is there like a... Is there like a like a green bean farm uh, institution yeah, that's mean, making money like off of maybe it? Maybe they want to sell their documentary. You know, maybe they want to sell their documentary, that. and yeah. so they're yeah, maybe all right, maybe I don't know. That's I don't true. know. I'm just saying. Well, I, there's some heard, there's you know, there's I, I eat I eat meat, you know, and I I've like flirted with going vegan. My my ex girlfriend was vegetarian, and um. Then my girl now is vegetarian, and we can coexist. You know, I eat all the meat. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But to 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 really like be militant about it, and to like be an authoritarian about it, and a tyrant about it. I mean, you know, if you're you're if you're somebody who considers yourself to be a shaman, or you consider yourself to be enlightened or yeah, woke or whatever. Then you're not because you're using hate and anger. You're using hate and anger, and you're conveying that hate and anger. Your hate and anger is never morally justified. Never. We and we can't stop other people from being. You know, if we perceive someone else to be hateful or angry, we can't use hate and anger to stop that. You know, it just it just creates more. So you know, it there has to be some kind of understanding. You know, and there and about like how people eat and stuff like that and then, and then you know at the end of the day you made a good point you know with that meme it's like look like you know plants do have conscious and are alive so they are suffering as well so maybe we should care about you know not cutting down the rainforest and all that stuff maybe we should just care more about being being online and conscious and awake and aware of what we're actually doing and then if we're all conscious and aware about it then we do things in balance and it's not, you know, it's not so bad, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a level of cognitive dissonance that people are suffering from yeah. that they don't even know about because I mean, that's kind of the definition of that cognitive dissonance. And yeah. a lot of people come on my show too, and they're shamans or artists or writers, and they're supposed to be about love and light and spreading the, message of compassion and love and for the most part they do you know i respect that a lot and whenever sensitive subjects come at play say politics for example say donald trump who triggers everybody huh, yeah then they get kind of crazy and it's like for me i don't want to talk about it like i'd rather talk about your book or you know what i mean like your your art or things that are not political because we have enough of that in our lives you turn on the news or you talk to your friends or family very political like i want to steer away from that on my podcast i want to have a break from that yeah i think it's important to talk about you know in our day-to-day life but i don't think for my podcast it is so i want to stick to psychedelics the mysteries you know the occult origins and the magical sides of life you know the fun stuff and Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about Hillary Clinton or Obama or Trump or I don't want to talk about those people. They're not relevant. Yeah. So they want to talk about it though. You know, like they really want to bring it up. And I could tell as an interviewer, you could tell what direction the guest is heading it heading to. And I'm like, so what did you have for breakfast again? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'm I'm like trying to reset the conversation. But it, it gets them so worked up. And I was 
looking at my friend's Instagram, and uh, my friend is, you know, an ayahuasca person. He or she has taken a lot of psychedelics in the past, and I would consider them more woke than maybe half the population. Who knows, you know? But that person has predicated their entire Instagram existence on the hatred of one person. Mm. And uh, that person is, you know, is Donald Trump. And it's okay to have dislikes for politicians or anybody. But if you post everything about it, and I've seen Instagram accounts where they're in, the entire Instagram account is predicated on what Trump did wrong or what campaign promise he didn't fulfill or whatever it doesn't matter and there's accounts like this for obama as well or in clinton it doesn't have to be trump but the point is if you live your life according to one person and what they do and your hatred towards that it's a sad life <laughs> it's a really really sad life and you have zero power in your hands and your mind is fixated on the hatred of that one person it's just yeah. really really disheartening to me because how can you do that how can you live your life like that you know how can you have so much hatred against somebody that you don't even know you don't know them personally you don't i'm well, sorry I'd, to break it to yeah. you yeah i'd have to i'd have to you know? i'd have to say that it's probably a projection you it know? is it's totally a projection and you know what man like this is the thing i find out and the people that are super anti-Trump are really, really similar to Trump. Have you found that to be true? The people yeah. that go out of their ways to bash Trump or to, you know, to put his name in the mud are really eerily similar to him. I mean, yes, you can have dislikes against Trump or you could criticize him for stuff. That's different than the kind of, um, intent, the evil intent that I'm talking about with the people that predicate their entire existence on the hatred of him. Those people are really similar to Trump himself. So it's like this projection and this reflection of who they are. And they see that in the president and they don't like it. And they have to lash out somewhere. And in our day and age, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's all those you know, social media platforms. It's really funny. I see that all the time. I'm like, wow, this is hilarious because don't you realize that you are doing the exact same thing that Trump is doing? <laughs> like, this is like, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what happens. I mean, it's like, you know, usually when there's one side that's that that way, the other side kind of replicates it, you know, it becomes right. like it has to become its equal. I always I always use Dark Knight as an example, you know. There, because I, because Batman, because Bruce Wayne, a man, decided to dress up like a bat and go around the city, flying around rooftops, fighting crime. <laughs> because he decided to do that, he escalated the situation, and now right. he created a Joker. He created a guy who is his equal, and that's that's what happens. That's that's sort of what happens. And yeah, man, it's sad. Like I wish that, like you know, Trump is like the ultimate distraction, like the ultimate like, people. People that I like, it's so sad. Like people that even like I respect. I'm like, come on, man, you're buying into this. Like you're getting all worked up about this one guy. Come on, I know. But you know what it is. A lot of the thing, a lot of it, what it is, is um, I forget. Someone said this. They're just like they just don't like the way he looks and the way that he talks. Yeah, I said you know, that. It's 
It, it was at you. Yeah, it's just like they just don't like the way that he looks and talks because in reality, he's doing the same shit that like Obama was doing or he's doing the same shit that like Bush was doing before. They all do the same shit. You know, they all pretty much do the same stuff. But but people there's this book people that are I not got. Rational, man. People are, no, they're are not. not. You're right. Yes, exactly. You're 100% correct about that, Ed. Like people are not rational. We're not a rational species. We're, we're, we, we, there's, there's only maybe a few of us that are rational and we, it's like our job to be like, Hey, Hey, snap out of it. You know, you know, can we, can you listen to us? We're, we're trying to talk some sense in you here because most of the time, you know, I'm not rational all the time either, but I feel that I, I am a lot of the time because I feel so detached from what most people seem to care about. Like what most people seem to care about and what most people seem to want to talk about, I could care less about. I really, I just don't give a shit. It's just, you know, I was at a family gathering the other day. People were talking about, you know, I don't know, God knows what, insurance or something. I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't know. They were engaged in a conversation about something. I don't know. You know, but I just, I, I, I would like to see a day where people just snap out of like talking about who the president is. Oh, can you believe it? One, there's one guy. Like, let's hate him. You know, who the if? Yeah, you're you're totally right. If you let if you let one guy affect your life, there's something wrong with you. Like, you there's something really wrong with you if you're allowing one person to affect your life like that. One person who you don't even really know. You know, who's just far away and and just you know just on another level than you. Um, you know, same thing with you know companies or corporations. You know, people are like. We got to stop these evil corporations. The corporations are evil. Like, are they? Or are they just people like us who happen to, like, get together in, like, a place to do a certain thing? Like, at the end of the day, presidents, government, corporations, religions. They're all people. It's just people. It's us. It's yeah. us. It's, it's, the, it's the problem with the human psyche, with the human mind. It's our problem. You know? It's, it's uh... So, well, that's why yeah. it's really disheartening to see shamans or you know, quote unquote shamans, Instagram shamans, right? Yeah, to yeah. talk shit about corporations or governments or what have you, and also preach the word about love everybody. Which I mean, those are people too. Those are a part of everybody. So, what are you? What are you trying to say? Like, I don't understand where you stand because you can't say fuck those people while you say oh we are the good ones like you can't do that you literally are contradicting yourself so what should we do here i mean there are people that look up to those people to those internet shamans and it really worries me because this is how stupid we are you know like not just those people but we are part of those people as well and we can fall into those traps as easily as anybody and just like I said earlier, my friend is posting about the FCC thing. And my other friend is, um, I guess, she is kind of quitting the Sirius XM radio on her car. And they ask why. And they're like, well, Steve Bannon is back on the radio, so I'm going to quit. And I'm like, what? Can you can you hmm. not? Like, can you, can you not do this? Like, can you live your Wait, life? Wait, she's going to quit. She's going to quit working for Sirius? No, she's going to quit the service. Like Oh, the service. Having the oh. service. And oh, because they're broadcasting said, Bannon. 
And she said to the operator, because you guys have Bannon on the, on the radio back again, so I'm not going to subscribe. And I'm like, <laughs> you are such a fool. Like you are, you you can't you can't say things like that. And, Have you heard of? Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. it. It's if you want to play the bad guy role, of course, go ahead, knock yourself out. I welcome that shit. I think it's fun, but you can't be on one side of the of the fence. Be like, oh, love and light, ayahuasca. I gotta come in terms with my inner shadow. And on the other side, fuck Steve Bannon because he's back on the radio and I'm quitting your service. Like, how radical are you? If you don't like Steve Bannon, great. Don't like him. Hate him. Yeah. You don't have to lash out on some poor, serious XM employee for that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference. It's okay to have dislikes for other people. It's okay to have discernments on other people. But it's another thing to live your life and to carry your actions through hate. And that is exactly what they are doing. Is right. It, it's it's toxic, man. It's really it really is, and it eats you up. And it's somehow it feels good inside when they do that because they feel like they have some righteous indignation. Yes, them, right, exactly. Yeah. You know? Do 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 you think that people walk like? Do you think that these people who are fake woke like? Do you think that they? Like they they probably don't know that they are right, so there's that cognitive dissonance. But do do you think that they um do you think that they feel the need that they need to project an attitude of love and light and and all that stuff like you know peace and tranquility? They they do you think they feel the need to project that attitude all the time? You know, just maybe in case like people think that they might be bad. But it's like we're not bad. Look, I'm 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 preaching harmony and equality and oneness and this stuff. Do you think it's because people feel the need to like try and validate their existence as like a good human being? I think they don't even know themselves, so they're validating to themselves. It's like in their mind, they think Trump is the ultimate bad guy and Bannon's another bad guy. So they have to talk shit about them in public in order to show how righteous they are. Right. And on the other side, they also have to preach love and light because that is their message. It's like they have identified themselves with the love and light message without actually knowing what love is. You know mm, what I mean? Because love yeah. and light to them is this certain image on Instagram where you're righteous, you're doing the right thing, you're on the right side of history, and those are what I align with, and that's an image without actually knowing what love is, without actually feeling love and encompassing the spirit of love. Because if you actually do that, you would realize you're fucking up and you're not doing those things correctly you know what i mean so like yeah i think they have it all twisted because for me like i don't portray the image of love and light i don't at all like i'm a imperfect human being i talk shit to people <laughs> and you know this right like mm -hmm. i'm the most imperfect person to every podcast about psychedelics like i'm angry all the time i'm unsure i'm insecure i'm broke you know i'm all these things that are not perfect and i'm okay with that and i'm not trying to portray this love and light attitude towards the world because i know the world is made of suffering and i'm okay with that mm -hmm. and that's the reality of things but there's a lot of people that takes me off that are doing those things that that are portraying oh look at me like i'm i'm this you know ayahuasca drinking san francisco living uh shaman that 
is selling DMT hats. And I yeah. can't tolerate any suffering in the world because my message is love, light, and peace. And what you're doing is wrong. You're a Nazi. You're a bigot. You're a racist. You're a KKK. And I can't accept that where I am. And it's like, it's like, oh my God. And I'm so exhausted. I'm just so yeah. exhausted. Like, Get just be f- okay with who you are. Carl Jung said it. Be okay with your shadow. Let that be a part of you. Jordan Peterson said it. Joseph Campbell said it. Maybe right. you guys should listen. Well, that's <laughs> you. You just you just hit the nail right on the head right there. A lot of people that that's the, the the problem I think that we're having right now is a crisis of consciousness where we a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that they have a shadow. You know what I mean? Right, like right, right. Pe- the, it's it's like when you if when people have bad trips, it's because you're fighting against something. It's like stop the fighting. There's no need to fight. There's no need to fight. There's nothing to fear. The only thing that you're fearing and fighting is a projection of what you think should be. But there is no should be. There only is what is. You know, and 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 that might sound, you know, cliche or whatever, Buddha, airy-fairy, but it's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's just the truth, you know what I mean? It's just the truth. And as long, like, but there's a, there's a lot of people out there that are operating from places of fear, that are operating from places of like, okay, I'm a vegan, so I need to do this, I need to say this, I can't, I can't think these thoughts, impure thoughts. You know, I was in church the other day because my niece had a baptism, and I don't, that's the only time I go is when there's like a family function where it has to be held. And I hate it. You know, I hate, I thought I was going to burst into flames when I stepped in the door <laughs> because um, I, I, I think, that, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I lean towards like the Gnostic worldview of things. You know, I don't, I don't, I try not to get down in, into any labels and subscribe to anything, but I, I think that I, I have a tendency to believe more in that sort of view of, of things. And I, the, the, the priest, was up there and he was giving a little spiel and he like brings the he he's, he's like you know about the garden of eden you know about the garden of eden hey this little fella he probably knows about the garden of eden and he just like brought some kid from like some family like up and he, he's like tell him about the what tell him about the garden of eden and the kid was like uh the black no he's just like yeah, some white guy like- yeah oh he was like i was doing more of like kind of like a jewish kind of thing okay. he, he was like italian and he's like Hey, what do you know about the Garden of Eden? All right, how All you right. doing? And uh, and so the kid comes up and he's like, he's like, they were two people and they were living and the place was nice. And he goes, yeah, that's right. They had the place. And what did it, what happened? What did the snake came right? He goes, yeah, the snake. And they and God said uh, not to eat the apple, but then they they didn't listen. That's right. They didn't listen. And then what happened? And then he's like, and and he, I was just like rolling my eyes at this point. So the whole entire Catholic religion is predicated on the fact that you're bad, men and men and women. We're bad little boys because we didn't behave. We didn't listen to the mean old man in the sky that said, "Don't do it." And if you don't listen to me, then you're gonna get punished. I'm sorry, but that's not how life is. Like, there's that. That's not. That's not. And that's that's like. So the the reason why I said that is because. There's so many people that are operating from this base of fear, whether they realize it or not, whether it was from religion or whether it's from government or whether it's from the culture, they're operating from a place of fear because they think that they should be something. 
they should be a this good I have to be this good person, you know, in the example of the of the Catholic one. I have to be this good person because I have to atone for the sins. I'm a sinner. I have to atone. Like I'm not good enough, so I need to latch onto this identity and I need to I need to project, you know, if you're not like me, then you're you must be evil, you know, because this is the right way to be. You know what? It's <sighs> propaganda. As you were saying that, I was on Facebook just scrolling around and I see one of my relatives post a picture of some billboard that says believe in Jesus and you and your family will be saved of course it is in Chinese and when I look at look at that it just sounds like propaganda it's like well save from what save right. from the rapture save from your devilish claws like are you gonna fucking kill me because I don't believe in you if that's the case that's not the god I want to believe you know what I'm right. saying because if you have to believe you in order for me to need and my family not to be decimated, that's not a good deal to me, man. Like that's that's a horrible thing. Yeah, it's satanic. So it's evil. This is a propaganda of fear. It's like when the government tells you, if you don't do this, then you and your family will be killed and locked in a cage. Except this is way worse because when your life ends, you'll be in hell for eternity. And you wish you were in prison because hell is 10 times, 100 times worse. It will have burning fires. It will be super hot. There will be devils with pitchforks running around. And you won't have pizza or bacon or vegetables for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, those are the three options? We have a vegetable, a meat, and a carb. Oh, you won't have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I include vegetables in there for the vegans. (laughs) <laughs> right and and uh yeah th- this is um yeah you're right ed this is what it is it's propaganda it's like it's it's do as we Some say edward bernays shit. yes edward bernays 100 percent. that guy was an evil genius you know the 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 conscious manipulations of the few over the many because it, there's 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 um there's a great Kierkegaard quote that I like, and, and he talks about how the minority is usually in the truth because the minority the the majority is usually uh, unconscious zombies that just they it's they get into there's this phenomenon that happens called groupthink and everybody just you know and then you become a sheep and that's where the term sheep comes from so all these all these terms all this language they're not like just made up out of this clear blue sky they're invented for a reason you know there's predator and prey there's sheep and there's the wolves there's you know there's the one percent and the ninety nine percent and you know that's that's sort of the way it is. The thing the thing that we need to do is we need to get whatever the one we need to get a one percent in there that are that's actually like responsible, wise leaders. You know why do we live in this world where all of our old people are just like cast aside? Like the people that are running the show are like you're between like forty and like seventy, and then like if you're older than seventy, you're like you're you're out the door. You know it's you're just some old decaying person in an old age home it's like oh my grandpa's clueless i think i think the societies that did it right or the indigenous societies where they had the wise elders the council of the wise elders you know we need to get back to more of that sort of thing to be guided in the right direction otherwise people are running around like a bunch of lunatics you know and um i went off on like a little bit of a tangent there but basically getting back to what you were saying about the propaganda yeah that's right it's like do as we say or else yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be a part of anything like that. And if they, if you, you know, I know from taking psychedelics and taking and drinking ayahuasca, that that's not the universe. That's not how things work. That's not the way it is. It's infinitely more complex than that. And it's you know, more. It's more. 
I wanted to say benevolent, but it's both. You know, it's well, both. This it's, is this proves how people are so stupid. Like my relative is stupid enough to look at that billboard, not only believe it, but take a picture of it and post it on Facebook for all of her friends to see. It's like, how can you be so gullible, man? It just freaks me the fuck out that people are capable, quote-unquote rational people, are capable of such stupidity. Mm. And, you know, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk shit about Christians because I th- I feel like, they're, they're nice people, you know, and it's not their fault. But at the same time, the new generation has no excuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. This whole podcast It's like the older guys, the older people, like they were prone to propaganda. Mm. They didn't have the Internet. They didn't have a lot of things that we have to defend ourselves with propaganda, lies and all those things. But we do. But yet, we still buy into these things. We still buy into repealing the FCC or net neutrality. We still buy into uh, fuck this, fuck that, and fuck the you know fuck the entire establishment or whatever. We still buy into religions like this and propaganda like this. I think it's okay to believe in a religion. I really do. But I think it's bad to prop- propagandize people into believing something. Like, if you don't believe in me, you and your entire family will burn in hell, which is essentially what that billboard is saying. I mean, right. I mean, look into it, <laughs> right? So it, it's, it's, it, really, it really worries me that the new generation, which is our generation, yeah, still buys into this stuff with the internet. Because with this information, with this much knowledge, you are so empowered to make your own choices, to think clearly. And to be woke. Everybody's talking about being woke these days. <laughs> but nobody's woke. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah, that that in itself is, is Aurelian Newspeak, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like, people are saying, oh, I'm so woke. I'm so woke. No, you're not, man. You're the most asleep person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. It, it, it worries me because I thought that the internet would turn a page. This would revolutionize how we think and how we would debunk bullshit. But no, it hasn't. It really hasn't. And yeah, maybe it's, it's going to up the ante. Maybe it's going to make it even worse. It's like it's almost like the the arrival of the internet is the worst thing that could ever happen when it comes to this area. Because if this can't save it, then nothing can. <laughs> well, well, it's the natural progression of technological innovation, right? And yeah. so I'm like, my whole thing is that, you know, I don't. Th- think we measure human progress in material technological innovation that increases efficiency for product and productivity right. for human beings in uh you know in our daily lives whether it's like oh look there's a new amazon's using drones to deliver wow cool the future ooh the future oh okay great so you can get your fucking like you know, uh, whatever, you know, you're fucking like dildo faster or whatever, you know, like, I don't know, like whatever, you got, whatever you're getting, whatever you're ordering from Amazon, like you're, you're, you get it faster now, like, Ooh, cool. But you know, so like for me, I want to, I want to see innovation happen 
on a consciousness level. Like I want to see a spiritual revolution, a consciousness revolution. Well, that's uh, what I mean because you know, with the internet, you can read any book you want instantly, and yeah. with those knowledge, you are super empowered, and you can have a brand new perspective every single day, and your advancement in that area should be tenfold compared to the people before, which had to go to libraries and find a guru and find a master and all those great things. But now we can actually do it on ourselves in the comfort of our own home, just reading books and watching YouTube videos mm -hmm. and things like that. And actually, you know, looking into subjects like if the earth, earth is flat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. what the, or what net neutrality is. Because back in the day, let's say you're in the 60s, right? And people tell you, we have to stop the FCC from repealing net neutrality. You just kind of have to go on their word about it. Or you can pick up a newspaper. And if that newspaper has a certain political leaning, you're not going to get the legit news unless you buy 10 of them. So you can't really find out the truth about all those subjects as fast as we can today. Today, you can read 10 different articles with 10 different opinions in one hour. You could talk to so much people about this subject in mm -hmm. short periods of time. So like... This is what worries me because we can actually do that now, but we're not doing that at all. Like we're still reverting to our old habits, which are just listening to what our close friends say and forming an opinion. And that's it. We're not using all the tools that we have in our disposal to awaken ourselves because for the most part, we don't care. But people are saying they care. People are saying we're woke, we're woke, we're woke. But what are you doing about that? We're doing you're doing nothing. You're doing the same fucking thing as you're doing when you're not woke. So what makes you think that you can change your habits of the past from doing the same things from the past? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I I I mean, I guess most people just don't even think about it, you know? It's just does it doesn't even like enter into their like it there that that level, they don't even go to that level, you know? Um yeah. Um yeah, I, I was gonna say like, what I, I had, I had a, um, I had a question for you, and then I totally forgot it. But um, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you're talking, and or you know, or a guest is talking, and I have a, a good question, and I'm like, oh, I, I should yeah, ask this. To me all the time. It, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I gotta like, think of a better system, like try and scribble it down or something. But yeah, uh, someone once told me if I if I forgot, it wasn't important enough, you know, something like that. So, um. But oh, oh yeah, I was going to ask you about, so what do you think about this concept? We were talking about the shadow, yeah. right? So what do you think about this concept of like that, that basically that's what's going on right now is that there's a failure to recognize that, that we have a shadow. And because of that failure to recognize that we have a shadow, it's manifesting itself even more and more. And, you know, until people recognize, but how are people going to recognize that, right? So I, I... I mean, do you, what's your like prediction? Like, do you think like, say like five years from now, like where do you think we'll be in five years from now in terms of like the general population being, having more of a, a spiritually inclined, enlightened worldview? I think five years is too soon, man. I think it's got to take at least 50 years. I think five years, people are just going to be still here at this same state. And I, I feel like what you said is really correct and, and, in terms of people not recognizing their shadows. I mean, if you look at the national talking points of today, 
you have the left talking about how everybody's equal, how men and women are equal, and there's no biological differences, and how every race is equal, and how we have to destroy racism via the system, via the government, via regulations. And you have to write with, you know, this backlash of retaliation of those ridiculous claims. And for you to not recognize that racism is a part of human history, it's a part of human nature, and it can't be solved by any regulation or governments. For you to deny that is absolute ludicrous, you know, and that's part mm -hmm. of a shadow. Humans are tribal. That's the end of the 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 sentence i mean there's nothing more to say about that humans are tribal we have been tribal since the beginning of time and we will be unless we, we evolve to to ai robots or something but for us to not recognize that racism is a part of who we are and it could be cured or it could be destroyed is is really a, a, st a stupid thing to think about and that is a part of a shadow that we have to recognize and come to terms with. And we also have to recognize that people sometimes are going to judge other people or people are going to be racist or, or or have bigotry or have preference over males or females and those things. Those are all part, parts of our shadow that we have to come in terms with, that we have to acknowledge and we have to live with. And that's the only way that this problem could be solved is we can learn to live with it and we can learn to make ourselves better from it and not say we have to destroy racism or discrimination and just wipe it out from our human genome it doesn't doesn't happen that way and certainly the government mm -hmm. can't fix that and what the political left is saying now is that we can actually do that via government government regulations like affirmative action like are you kidding me like you, you gotta be kidding me, man! Like the government right. fixing racism. Racism has been alive and well since the days of dinosaurs. <laughs> it's not gonna go away. Well, with it's your plan. Yeah, right. Exactly. And also, it's like, well, what is racism? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I remember the, with this great comedian I like, Bill Burr. Like, he's like, you know, he's like, they got racism in the movies. You know, he's like, there's this movie about the first all-black swim team, and they got a guy who's like, get out of the pool, nagger. And he's like, and he's like, that's not real racism. He's like, real racism is, is subtle. You know, you have some guy in the back of the bar like, eh, what's all these colored people doing in yeah. here, you know? Or something like, or, you know, something like that. But but also, yeah, because I, I agree. I think, I think, you know, I think you're right on that. And But, but yeah, we can't just, like, like, we're not going to just, like, end it. We're going to fix this. We're going to solve this problem. It's 2018 almost. I mean, come on. No, I, you know, I do like, understand well, their, where they're coming from and where their heart is at. Sure, But of they're course. going about oh, the yeah. wrong way. Good intentions. You know? Like, you yeah. are so stupid. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't put out a fire by sending more fires. Like, this just doesn't work logically. And people actually think that this is the right way to go. And I was one of those people when I was younger, maybe five, six years ago, like I was really gung ho and kind of SJW ish, you know, like I was that type of person. And then I took some psychedelics and I kind of woke up like, what the fuck was I doing? Like all these things that I was mm. fighting for and, and tweeting about were really just projections of my own demons and shadow onto other people. 
And I haven't actually thought about this. I just joined a team because the white men are evil and we have to promote the minorities and we can't, you know, we can't, I mean, whatever, all, all these things. And now it's like, I look back at those people, I see a younger version of who I am. But will those people wake up like I did? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Well, <laughs> maybe, <clears throat> well, yeah, but I mean, I think the good thing is that, and, uh, yeah, I just had a guy on my show, we were talking about this, like, um, you know, the fact that psychedelics is kind of getting its suit and ties on, uh, you know, it's kind of legitimizing itself through the, the medicine and the healing, the science and that sort of stuff. That's good because it's becoming more of a mainstream type of thing. So who knows, maybe in 10, 20 years from now, there'll be, you know, psychedelics will be legalized and you know, of course, we'll, we'll still have government and their stupid bureaucracy around that says, "All right, you can you can have uh, you can have only this amount of mushrooms. You can you can't have this much. You can't have this much, but you can have this much." And uh, and you have to go to the mushroom center, and they'll administer it to you. But that might be a good thing because people who are afraid of dying, or you know, people who have whatever, if you just have some kind of sickness or disease, we might have professional people like Maps is training these psychotherapists to do MDMA-assisted psychotherapy. So there'll be, there, we're creating new modalities of thought in the situation or being birthed into reality where there's like these whole new, um, you know, modalities essentially, you know? So it's like, there, I think this is going to be a good thing. And then maybe more people will actually start to kind of wake up because once it becomes more mainstreamed, then more people will kind of, you know, jump on board with it because if it's okay, you know, if the government says it's okay, <laughs> then people go, oh, then it must yeah. be okay then, you know? Oh, well, it's, a, it's all right. It's okay then, you know? Uh, so I think that those, that's a good sign, you know, the psychedelic medicine, the psychedelic science wing of things. I think it's a good sign. Um, yeah, yeah but and, it doesn't, and, doesn't and, mean that you're going to be woke right away, though, just because you take psychedelics. No, I think it's just better chance. Right, there, no, better, better chances chance, of that. I find some people will take psychedelics and are more radical towards their original views than ever before. It's kind of like this sword that cuts both ways. You either mm -hmm. get liberated from your old habits and old demons and shadows of the past, or you're haunted by them even more. So, Yeah. What did Terrence McKenna, McKenna said something like, uh, he said, these are consciousness expanding agents. But if you don't have consciousness, they can't expand anything. Like psychedelics don't work on dumb people, is what he said. <laughs> you know, so maybe, maybe maybe that might be true. Yeah. You know, that might be true. But who knows? You know, you never know. I I I I don't know. It's like ultimately, what are we talking about, right? Remember when we were talking about Gordon White, and we were talking to Gordon White. It's like we're talking about the the whole thing, the one enchilada. It's like we're talking about. Like we're trying to like solve the problems of humanity, you know, and it's like I just don't necessarily know if that's ever going to really happen, you know. It, yeah. So at the end of the day, but I think I think the 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 crusade I guess that I'm on is just to try and do whatever I can to make things better, just by in my like little area of the world. So if I can do that then maybe that can have a little bit of a ripple effect. So not to say that the whole world is going to be better, but a little bit a little bit better. And a little bit better means just better quality of life, a little less suffering, 
and you know less of a chance of you being in pain and risk dying or something or having just terrible thoughts bog you down or that sort of stuff i mean yeah. essentially that's what being being woke or whatever means to me you know like it it means it means kind of just looking at things as it is and seeing the truth and everything and not being attached to any sort of ideology or dogma or giving yourself away to a higher authority other than yourself. Just knowing who you are and where you are and what things are and just acting that way, you know? Yeah. That's what it means to me. What does it mean to you? What, woke? Yeah. It just means empowering yourself to gather back your individualism, to empower who you are and to have the power in your hands instead of delegating it to other people. I think being woke has different definitions at different times. And at this time, when I see so much younger people delegating the responsibilities or their misfortunes on the system or the world, really, when you talk about woke and a young person that's thinking like that being woke. I can picture that young person taking their power back and really doing something with their lives without predicating their hatred onto other people and the other world, which is ultimately themselves. And once they have that realization that everything is a reflection of who they are on the inside, then they will become woke and they will learn to love themselves and the other world because everything is interconnected. Just because you can lash out on a serious employee about Steve Bannon, that's it doesn't mean that you're a good person. And it doesn't mean that you're not hurting yourself because you are hurting yourself. That person that you're lashing out at is yourself. And Donald Trump is a part of who you are, at least part of your psyche anyways. So for you to predicate your entire life hating one person, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or Obama or Hillary, it doesn't matter. If you're predicating your life hating meat eaters, for example, then mm. you have it all wrong. So being woke is to acknowledge that, is to come in terms with your shadow, is to illuminate those parts and be okay with it and be okay with everything because the world is suffering. Yeah, Your gain is suffering for some other people out there. And that's just a circle of life. And... Some people look at that as a very negative thing about our lives, but it's not. It's an optimistic thing because that is our reality. And once you know how to operate in that reality, then you can be okay with everything. And you can have an open heart towards everybody that comes your way. It doesn't matter if they have ill will or bad intentions. You can also still love them because those are who you are as well. So... That's what woke means, man. It doesn't mean you stand up for Black Lives Matter or Green Lives Matter or, or eating vegan food. Yeah, or yeah green lives. It Hashtag doesn't mean green those lives things matter. at all. Those things are just delusions. And those things right. are propaganda for you to fall into. So you could be grouped. So you can be put into a, a segment to be marketed to, to be used, to be advanced forward for a political agenda. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, those things, you look back at it 30 40 years from now, you'll laugh. It's not significant at all. What's significant is you, how to handle your consciousness, how to handle your misfortunes and fortunes, and really 
benefiting yourself and other people and showing love and being really being kind to other people you know people talk about being kind all the time but they don't know how to do it themselves they don't know how to do it to people that they don't like they don't know how to practice that within the hardest arenas in their lives they only know how to do it when it's convenient you know and it, mm -hmm. it's it's easier said than done but that's what being woke means yeah man that's a good explanation and uh and i also like that that we can use this word and not be like um like super serious yeah. about it like, you know what I mean? Because like I, someone messaged me on Twitter and I, and they were like, what, what do you say? Like woke all, or, or the t like, look at your, like, what, what's your bio? I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm using, I'm having fun. I'm playing with these words. Like I'm playing with it. I'm having fun with it. I like the way it sounds. And I, it, it's not because I'm like a black lives matter person or something like that. It's, it's just, I'm just using it because it's like fun to use and I have my own meaning for it. And they're at the end of the day, they're just words. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use it in the way that I want to use it. And, and I think it's fun to say, uh, and I like red pill too, because that's from the matrix and that's a cool, that's a cool thing to say as well. Um, so I like, I like using them and, uh, I think, I think it like sums up like what we're trying to communicate as well. Yeah. They, and like, while you were saying that, I was just thinking about like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I was thinking about this, like David Foster Wallace, like, like article that he wrote or speech that he gave, I think called, uh, this is water. And it's like all about how basically like we're swimming in this thing, in this water that we just, you know, it's like, we can't really tell like that we're, that we're in it, but we're in it. And we think that like, we're the, if we find out that we're in it, we're like, oh my God, we're in water, but it's like, we're, we're, everybody's in it, you know, everyone's in this thing. And so, you know, you're, you, all the things that we have to do in our lives and, and stuff like that, we think might, we want to, we want to maybe take something out on someone else or something, but everybody's going through, you know, we're, we all have the same life force inside of us. Everybody goes through the same experience. It's just, it's just coming through a different channel. You know, it's like, it, 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 you, like you said before treat that person like they're you because they are it's like we're all the same we're just living different lives it's kind of like the ultimate like like role player video game where we're like in this crazy cool real thing and we have this life force that's projecting out from all different vantage points and yeah yeah if you go to the supermarket and because in the david foster wallace thing he talks about being in, in a line in the supermarket and how it sucks to be there with these people and blah 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 but it's like you that's one way of looking at it you know you just take like a different attitude towards that and and i try and not i don't even try i just kind of have like an attitude of i try i'm like i'm not caught up in like in the give and take of life like oh this person this person cut me off in traffic son of a bitch i'm like oh, so i'm going to cut this person off i deserve it you know it's like oh that person cut me off well I guess that's their dharma, like that's their, you know, that's their thing, you know, they're, someone's angry, they're yelling at me, well, they must, they must have a lot of hate, and they're like, like you said before, where they're like, this person is, is living this life where they're like hating on people, like, that sucks, that's like a shitty, exit. like that's, that's how you spend your time, that's how you spend your days, well, I kind of, you know, I feel bad for you, I, I do, you know, it's, if you open up a little bit more, live from like a cosmic perspective, inject a little levity into your situation, everything becomes a little bit easier to deal with. And, you know, I have to say, like, it's amazing 
the things that have helped me the most have been the most simple, easy, natural things. Talking to you, meditating, uh, running, uh, eat, maybe eating some mushrooms, you know, to grow on the ground, smoking some plants that grow out of the earth, you know, just being, being, breathing, breathing, just breathing, deeply breathing. I mean, unbelievable, right? Yeah, it works. Like, it's just like, it's air. Like, it's easy to do. It's free. All these things are simple and easy to do. Like, if tomorrow there was like a, if, you know, there was like a nuclear, like, apocalypse or something and, like, all the internet went down and everything, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. You know, I, I, I still have breathing. I still have, you know, whatever, I, the simple things that, that have helped me the most. Those are the simple things that have helped me the most. So it's, it's with all this technological progress and all this stuff, you know, people aren't becoming more woke. They're being more trapped in a fake sense. It's like, um, it's like that, what's controlled opposition. Have you ever heard yeah. of that term, controlled opposition? Yeah, it's like they're, they're falling into that trap of like fake, being fake woke, being fake enlightened, being fake good people instead of actually being, being real because being real, I don't know, it's just, it's a little, maybe it's a little too simple. You know, it's too easy. It's right in front of us. It's right there if you want it, you know? Just right now, just go sit in a room, fold your legs, sit on the floor, whatever, sit in a chair, and just do 30 deep breaths in and pay attention to your, your breath expanding your, yeah, expanding your stomach and contracting. Just do that. See how you feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Way to kick it off. Guided meta, mycadelic and psychedelic milk guided meditation courses coming of soon. Of course, we have <laughs> to start the guided meditation by saying how stupid and irrational people are, and then we'll guide you into deep states of meditation and comfort like Corey Allen does. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Allen's great. He's a, he's, he's a meditation guru. You know, I like Corey because, and he's yeah, like a guy him. that maybe can help, he's a guy that can maybe help people, you know, wake up a little bit because it's easy. Like, he doesn't, there's no dogma attached to it. He's not like, he's not one of these people where you walk in, he's like, na 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 hey, we're praying to the spirits of the Lord of the great yeah. uh, oneness. He's just like, all right, I'm a meditation teacher and I'm going to give it to you simple with nothing attached to it. Um, so that's, that's, that's a lot too. That's easy for, like people need to kind of have an introduction to things that don't seem too weird. You know, like people are like, oh, that seems a little strange. That seems a little weird. Give them a little bit of something that's not so weird. Get them a little, get their feet wet a little bit, and then they'll they'll get into it. Man, I uh, starting to drag off here. I'm starting to I'm starting to suck yeah, right now. Up, but uh, yeah, let's wrap it up. Ed, I appreciate your time, and it's always a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, we got to do this. We got to do this more often. Actually, we do. We we only took two weeks off. It's it's feel like it's been longer than that. But this worked out well. What any last thoughts uh, you have? Uh, What's the meme forecast for the weekend look like? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? I just love memeing and uh, being a memeian. I wish I would get paid for it, but I'm doing it for the public, and it's a public service, yeah. so you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, follow me on Psychedelic Milk on Instagram, or you guys can check out my podcast. <laughs> it's almost like my main thing now is the, it's the Instagram account, and my podcast is just something I have on the side. But no, my main thing is the podcast, Psychedelic Milk. Um, you know, we got tons of great guests, including Mike Brancatelli, and also a lot of guests that you've had on. I think 
you just had on Richard Lewis Lewis Miller, which I'm actually editing yeah. that show right now for the intro. Oh, great! Stuff. He was a great guy. We talked about. I don't know why we drifted off into masturbation and transhumanism for our conversation. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, I gotta listen to that. Interesting. So, yeah, he's an interesting guy, man. Oh, he's yeah, he's very interesting school, guy. But it was really fun. To, very yeah. It's funny to hear him talk about masturbation and transhumanism. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. That's the podcast. We got a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I noticed that you also you you've been uh, having some podcasts with like magicians and yeah, occult people lot, and stuff. Yeah. I I'm so interested in that. I think I'm gonna have someone on soon about that as well. Dude, I'm so fat. I just I just read uh, D- Douglas Rushkoff's book, comic book, um, Alistair and Adolf. Oh, it's uh, about Alistair Crowley and Adolf Hitler Damn. and about the Sigil War during World War II. It was That's really cool. It was awesome. It was sick. It was What's awesome. I recommend it highly. It's called. Yeah, it's called Alistair and Adolf. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Jesus. It's so sick. But I I'm, I'm really getting fascinated into this occult magic stuff now. I'm so because I'm not I don't know anything about it, so I'm super into it. So yeah. So guys, go follow Ed. Ed's my homeboy. Ed's my buddy. We we do special Google Hangout Live Patreon podcasts um that we post up pretty much weekly and um yeah, Ed's always got, uh, you know, he's got a great show over there, creating a, a nice, it's a nice experience, you know, when you go listen to Psychedelic Milk, you're in another dimension. So go check that out. Go follow him on his uh, Instagram account, uh, right, at Psychedelic Milk, right? Yeah, and write me some good yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegans are not welcome. Just kidding. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's I'm welcome. Kidding, he I'm posts kidding, a lot of I'm funny, kidding. a lot of funny memes I and stuff. I talk about so. meat eaters too. Come on. Actually, I don't. Yeah, Actually, equal, I don't. <laughs> equal. You should though. Now you should. Now you got to go find one. Uh, I, I want to. Equal opportunity like, offender. Look, it's if I make fun of them or us, it's not funny. It's like all right, peace out, again. motherfucker. <laughs> I'm ending this pod. I'm cutting you off, and I'm ending this podcast. All right, I love you all. Peace. peace. Hope you guys enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. You know what to do if you love this show. Share it, like it, spread it with your friends. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell a neighbor. Tell a coworker. And uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank. You can donate as little as a dollar a month. Or you could go on iTunes and leave me a nice five-star rating and review. Whatever you do, thank you for listening. Much love to you all. Peace.